Hi, welcome to Come Follow Me with Bree, episode 103, What Feel Ye of Christ? Hello, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. We are in to our third week of Psalms. And I'm going to be honest with you, I kind of started Psalms with a, a little bit of a bad attitude because I think I said this in the first episode about Psalms. I started it by just kind of reading through a lot of it. And I discovered that that is not the way that I enjoy reading Psalms because it starts to feel kind of com- repetitive and, and I don't know, it's just, it's like, it's not a story and I don't know. So I got kind of bored. However, the Lord has changed my heart and I have grown so much in the last three weeks in learning to appreciate Psalms. If you've noticed, a key word in Psalms is Praise which appears 211 times in the book of Psalms. And Psalms 88 is the only psalm that ends without some kind of praise or hope in God. When I read that, something that I thought about with my own prayers is how much of my prayer do I spend praising God? I know I I spend my time giving thanks to God, which I guess is praising God. But how often do I just praise God for who he is and what his character qualities are and and all those things that we read in the book of Psalms. How often do we just say our thoughts about how glorious he is, how all-powerful, how forgiving, how merciful he is? How often do we just spend our time praising him in our prayers? And I think that's something that that I want to include more in my prayer and get better at and and I think it will help me get to know God better. I've loved reading the Psalms because that is what these psalmists are doing. They are praising God and they're getting to know him better through their praise. They're working through their emotion about what they think and feel about Christ and about our Father in heaven. These poets speak in the language of emotion. They're not trying to report events they're mostly their primary objective is to express their feelings and like we've talked about in the last 2 weeks we we talked about two chapters that David are is attributed to writing about one where he is feeling at peace and calm with the Lord saying the Lord is my shepherd and then the next episode we talked about David after he had had sinned very seriously with Bathsheba and had her husband killed and he's feeling remorseful and repentant And in both, still very much trusting in God and believing in him, but such a wide range of emotion. In Psalms, you'll read anger and frustration and fear, loneliness, anger, sadness, joy, elation, wonder, gratitude, everything. And the psalmists often use symbolic language to to communicate what they're feeling. And I love that they do that because when you think of parables or or analogies or symbolism used in the scriptures it's a way for people of the past and present to connect obviously we had vast cultural differences but through symbolism we can each understand the other when david says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures we can take that symbol we can study and understand what that symbol meant to him at the time and and take that beautiful language and and get the the spirit of what he's saying and how he's saying it and we can understand David's heart. 
So if I have a takeaway from Psalms, it's that our feelings matter and are valid to God. We can bring all our feelings to him, no matter how how negative, how complaining, no matter what we've done in our life, we can come to God. We can bring our feelings back to God, again, no matter what they are. And we can speak of God and praise God all along our journey, no matter where we're at. The Lord has made these Psalms that we've been reading scripture. And these scriptures are written by deeply flawed people, people who wrote about God and praised God and asked God why. So if God has made that scripture, I think that can be such validation for us that God accepts us in our journey, in our high moments and in our low. What I want to talk about today is the Savior and what Psalms must have meant to him. Did you know that the Savior quoted Psalms more than any other book in the Old Testament? Why do you think that is? Now, of course, we don't know, but I have some thoughts. What is Psalms? Psalms is a book in the Old Testament of ancient hymns. And when did Jesus live? In ancient times. So don't you think it's likely that Jesus knew some of these psalms that we're reading as actual songs, like music? Perhaps he grew up singing some of these songs or listening to them in worship services. I would say, not even quite perhaps, I would say I can be nearly certain that that is the case. And so I wonder if one of the reasons Christ quoted it the very most is because he had that ingrained in his mind through song. I used to live in Provo, Utah, and there were a few old folks' homes pretty close to my house. And if you talk to the staff there with the Alzheimer's patients, they said, if you start playing a primary hymn, you might have somebody that you think is not there at all who remembers nothing. And then you play a primary hymn. They remember every word. In my Sunday school class this last week, we were talking about this exact thing, and somebody raised their hand and commented about the change that we have had in the last few years with primary, how they took out sharing time, and now when you go into the general meeting of primary, there's only singing time. Why is that? Music is so important. Those songs are in our soul, and I think these songs were in Christ's soul. Right after Jesus confounded the Pharisees by answering the seemingly impossible question of what commandment was the greatest, he posed another question right after that. It says in Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 41, While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? And no man was able to answer him a word, neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Now Jesus there is quoting Psalms 110 verse 1, where David says, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool. When Christ asked the Pharisees, What think ye of Christ? What did the word Christ mean to the Pharisees? The word Christ comes from the Greek word Christos, 
which means anointed. And that is equivalent to the word, I'm going to totally mess up this word, but it's equivalent to the word Masaich or Messiah, which is in Hebrew. So to be the Christ or Messiah is to be the anointed one of God. The Jews at the time knew that there was to be a coming Messiah, but there was varying opinion on exactly what that Messiah would be, who he would be, and what role he would play. Many thought he would be a great military leader, ready to deliver the Jews from the Romans, which is why many of them didn't see Jesus Christ for who he was. I think that what think ye of Christ is an important question, and I think it's the question that the writers of Psalms spent their time answering, and not just what think ye of Christ, but what feel ye of Christ. If you were to be writing a psalm, that is what I would ask you. What feel ye of Christ right now? Not filtering it through what you wish, what emotional state you wish you were in at the time, but right now, with the emotions you have right now, with the feelings that you have right now, with the guilt you have right now, whatever you have going on, what feel ye of Christ and how can you bring it back to praise of God? We can get to know the Savior and Heavenly Father better through Psalms. The Savior himself knew it well and counted it as prophecy. He said in Luke 24 verse 44, and he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. He said that all which were written in the law of Moses and in prophets and in Psalms must be fulfilled. That's what he said to his disciples when he showed them his body. Let's talk about some of the times where Christ quoted Psalms while fulfilling prophecy that was given in those Psalms. This first one is after Jesus overthrew the temple tables. In Matthew 21, starting in verse 14, And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple, and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. And said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have ye never read? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. It says in Psalms chapter 8, verse 2, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, has thou ordained strength because of thine enemies. Prophecy fulfilled. Next, when telling a parable to the Pharisees, Jesus said in Matthew 21, starting in verse 42, Did ye never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And then in Psalms 118, it says, The stone that the builders rejected had become the cornerstone. Prophecy fulfilled. At the Last Supper in Mark 14, starting in verse 18, it says, And as they sat and did eat, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, One of you which eateth with me shall betray me. And they began to be sorrowful, and say unto him one by one, Is it I? And another said, Is it I? And he answered and said unto them, It is one of the twelve that dippeth with me in the dish. In Psalms 41, verse 9, it says, Yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted his heel against me. Prophecy fulfilled. At the crucifixion, it says in Matthew 27, verse 46, 
And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? In Psalms 22, verse 1, it says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Prophecy fulfilled. In that same chapter of Psalms, did Jesus take comfort in the words that answered the wondering of why hast thou forsaken me? It says later in that chapter, For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard. Again at the crucifixion, in Luke 32, verse 46, it says, And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. In Psalms 31, 5, it says, Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Prophecy fulfilled. As Jesus quoted that first line, Why hast thou forsaken me? And the last line, Into thy hands I commend my spirit. I'm sure Jesus was thinking of this psalm. Think of Jesus reading and memorizing this psalm, knowing that it was him who was destined to fulfill this prophetic psalm. I'm going to read the psalm, and I want you to imagine Jesus Christ reading it, because we know that he did. He read it knowing that this was his destiny. And then while on the cross, thought of it and quoted it. Psalms 22 My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest to naught, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered, they trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted the Lord, that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths, as ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Be thou not far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him, 
but when he cried unto him, he heard. What think ye of Christ? What feel ye of Christ right now in this moment? Write it down like the psalmists. Take yourself as you are right now. Take all of your feelings. Plead with God. Express anger or love or joy or awe. Ask questions. Sit in confusion. But then, bring it back to what you do know. Even to the most simple and basic testimony. Bring it back to praise of God. What feel ye of Christ? I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.